everyone, welcome back to Daydreaming. I know, it's been a while, it's been like a month almost. Yeah, I, I have a few things going on, I'm in the middle of a move. I'm currently preparing to go to university, so it's, it's kind of like been busy, um, I've been packing, I've been getting ready, etc. So that's why I've been gone. But this is the last episode of season one. I cannot believe that I've recorded a whole season of this. It's really exciting for me because a year ago I was stuck in quarantine and I was doing, I was brainstorming ideas for this podcast. Um, and here I am today recording the last episode. In this episode, I am going to be recapping and reviewing the best books that I've read so far this year. So it's almost like in a half year, it's been six months, so in half a year. I have read 13 books in total so far this year, but um, I was disappointed by some of them. I liked others. Some of the books were the best that I've read in my, like, ever some of the best books that I've ever read. Um, and yes, I hope you enjoy this episode and that it gives you some new reading recommendations. And if it, something feels a little, well, out of your comfort zone when it comes to reading, feel I, I feel as though you should definitely consider it because that's how we discover our tastes and that's how we discover new things that always um, help us to grow as people and to grow our minds and whenever we read something that's unexpected for us it just helps us reach there um reach that new re renewed replenished mindset of new ideas and a different perspective so i hope you enjoy and let's get started The first book I read this year was One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But this book was like a Three Little Liars meets The Breakfast Club, you know, kind of thing. It was a little detective crime scene thing. We didn't really know which of the main characters was responsible but it kind of leads us through that and kind of gets to know more about the characters i really enjoyed the characters the book was i don't know it spoke to me as more of a movie like i would have loved seeing this book as a movie rather than a novel or reading it because i don't know i just feel like it's more suited um the way it was written the way the characters were developed is very cliche movie and I think I would have enjoyed um I would have enjoyed seeing like the characters styles as well, the characters fashion, the the characters surroundings. Obviously all these were described in the book, but I feel like seeing them visually in a movie representation kind of thing with a soundtrack and all that would have been really, really nice. Overall I enjoyed this book. Um but it wasn't one of the best books that I've ever written, and I don't think it was extraordinary by any means. 
Um, I know that there's two like sequel books out now looking at that, to that story. I don't think I'll be reading them, but if you have and if you think that I should, please go ahead and tell me in a review or in the comments or wherever you're listening to this, however you want to tell me if I should continue. I'm going to give this one a 2.5 out of 5. I'm going to just like be rating these books out of 5 because I feel like that's easier than 10. Um, yeah. But characters are really important to me and I really enjoyed the characters of that book. I was able to finish it. Like, I was able to read through the entire book without getting, like, bored or, like, leaving it halfway. Um, so I was able to finish the book fine. It wasn't that boring. But it also was not the most, um, unique storyline. The next book that I read, and this one was incredible in every single way. It was so, so, so good. The writing was amazing. The character was beautifully written, beautifully developed, and it just, I could really like feel a connection to this book, and I think this is my favorite book that I've ever read. Cersei by Madeline Miller. So most of you might know her as the author of Cersei or The Song of Achilles. These are two of her most popular books. I'm not sure if she's written anything else yet, but I'm definitely interested in this lady. She was such a brilliant writer. This story was so compelling to me because she managed to like tell a story across millennia in this short book, relatively short, without it ever getting boring, without ever losing sight of what the purpose of the character was meant to be and it's just as a from a from a female perspective from a woman's perspective I just really related to this book and I felt a very serious connection to Cersei and if you have been pronouncing this wrong as Cirque the entire time along with me I, I'm, I'm right there with you I pronounced it Cirque for a really long time I actually pronounced it Cirque until I finished the book um, and then I found that it was Cersei by, like, looking it up. Um, but yes. So that's a little embarrassing, but it's a treat. Um, but this book was so, so, so good. I just, I can't find the words to, like, really tell you, but I feel like it's genuinely just, it discusses a lot of things that, like, that are very shattering for the character. But, the but it also discusses a lot of growth for the character. And what I like is that it, it, it kind of complies, it's obviously probably wasn't intentional by the writer, but for me, my idea of independence is really different from how other people view it. And the way this book was written, how she was able to develop herself and how she was shaped by so many things and people and circumstances around her, um, and that really, really drove her to become who she, she is, and I just could really relate to that, and to, to my definition of what independence is, because I think independence is totally, totally off these days, because if you think about it, nothing is really independent, we rely on so many people in our daily lives that we can't 
possibly call ourselves independent. Like, we can't live without um, the people who work in customer service every day, the people who manage these streets, the traffic, the people who made your car, the people who fix your car, the people who made your bike. I don't know. Like, there's so many people that we rely on every day that it's kind of crazy to think that any human can be independent completely. Um, but yes. And the story itself is just so interesting and I was always looking like to, to find out more about this and how does that work and it's just really amazing. I love how the magic comes into play with this one as well because Cersei is a witch. Um, it's obviously not magic magic but like I'm going to call it magic because that's cool. But yes, definitely uh, recommend this book if you have not read it yet and if you have please come rant with me about it. Tell me what your favorite part was. I was marking this book and making notes all all throughout the book, like from the first page. I remember I bought it and I started reading it the second I got in the car and I just never left it until I finished it. So um I had to sleep. But I just I couldn't do anything else until I finished reading that book. So it was really good. And I would give this a hundred out of five. Next was All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. This, this man, incredible writer. Incredible book. Oh my god. This book, when I tell you, it just, it was amazing. It was amazing. The book takes a topic that happens during World War II. And I love storylines that are set like these, like fiction stories, but set in real events. Um, I really enjoy that type of thing because to me, like learning through empathy, learning how people felt and seeing what they experienced is way more effective than like, than like, um, statistics and facts and things like that. So it's, it's a better, it's a, nicer way for me to learn about history, more enjoyable way for me to learn about history. And this book just did it in such an incredible way. It tells the story of a uh, Parisian girl and a German boy. And it tells their stories, and obviously they intersect at some point, but the story isn't, it's not a love story. And it tells, like, their life experiences and how they intersect and how then they come apart again and how their interactions are like, important and it, it builds up and the character development is amazing. The, the scenes are written so beautifully. I learned so much vocabulary from the book, too. So much vocabulary, so much new words. Um, and it was just, it was a really nice experience. It's a pretty, um, I don't know, it took me a while to read the book because I kind of needed to, like, I wanted to sit and absorb the the feelings and the, the thoughts, and I wanted to think about it every after every single chapter. I wanted that, and so um, it took me some time to read that book, but I enjoyed every second of it, and I would definitely recommend it to everyone. It's... It has a lot of perspectives too, so if you're into that kind of thing where like it's told from the girl's point 
pointing you at some point, men from the guys pointing you, and then there's a letter somewhere there, and then there's um a letter from some side character and things like that. So it's kind of really interesting to see. It the writing style kind of reminded me of They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. Um, I really enjoyed that book too. It kind of reminded me of that perspective, so if you've read that, maybe you can relate. It's a little bit, it's a lot different, but like there's slight similarities between how they were. 10 out of 5. 10 out of 5 is pretty good. 10 out of 5. The next book I read was actually by Jane Austen, the one and only Jane Austen. I read Northanger Abbey. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, maybe it's Northanger. I don't know. That book. I loved the heroine of this one, and I loved how Jane just put some of her, um, little, like, little comments throughout the book. I think the main reason I liked this book was because so many of the things that are pointed out in the book about like society's frameworks still apply to this day. And this was written like I think in the forties, back in like eighteen eighteen forties, I think. Um and like if that's not if that's not representative of how little change we've actually made, how little progress we've actually made, then I don't know what is. When I was reading that I was like, exactly, exactly and I kept like very enthusiastically like saying yes it's still the same way now and the fact that i could relate to that just astonished me more because it's such an old book like it's such an old book but yes i feel like this one was very different from jane austen's visual spies um and the character was like a really fun teenager which was really nice um and like she was doing like little little teen things like just hanging out with her friends and there were like different types of characters too um i definitely didn't see the betrayals coming along um it was very enjoyable it's a quick read it's very it's a very short book so if you're looking for something like enjoyable and sweet and fun um but not too deep or too like too too many ideas definitely check it out and if you like classical writing uh too that'll be your thing the language really wasn't that hard to get used to, I feel, because, I don't know, I just really liked that. Actually, after I finished, I was like, I want to speak like this now. I want to write my friend, my friend's letters. I want to speak like this now. But obviously I didn't do any of that because I don't really have that. Um, I don't have any pen pals. If anyone wants to be pen pals, please send me a letter. I'll, I'll tell you my, my address. Like, literally, just let's be pen pals. Let's write letters. But yes, really enjoyed it. Five out of five. I would definitely change some things a bit in the story, but it was pretty nice, and I liked it. And I think it would make a great movie as well. But I feel like if it was made into a movie, it would lose a lot of what made it enjoyable for me. Like these little like things from Jane herself, like the author's point of view and how like the narration style was told. Like, I don't know, I, it was just really nice to see. And I also bought a version of the book 
that had a an essay at the beginning and an essay at the end. So I really enjoyed reading those two, and I will link them both below if I can find them. But yes, definitely recommend the book uh, as a yes literal book. The next book was A Very Large Expanse of Sea by Tahira Masu. So this is uh, the author of the Shatterly series. Uh, I think a lot might know her from that. Uh, a lot might know her from her new novel, which I'm not going to share the name of because I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it yet, uh, right now. So I don't want to give it like a long name. But she is an incredible author. I love her writing in Shatter Me. Shatter Me is one of my favorite series. Um, I love her characters. I love her story. I love the world building. I love her writing style. Um, it's like, it's not too grand, but it's also so, so effective and emotional and powerful, really. But this book was a huge disappointment. <laughs> I know that it's a story that a lot of people can relate to. But when I went to this book, I was expecting to be able to relate to a Muslim girl. And I was expecting to be able to relate to that. What I got instead was Netflix representation of Islam. Like a girl who's negligent and negligent, is that how you pronounce that? Who was neglecting her, her, her religion. She was neglecting her, a lot of her things, and she basically didn't have like a, a life before she, she met this guy. And I think the character herself, I really liked her. I liked the narration style of this book, but I didn't appreciate the, the storyline. You know, I didn't appreciate that. I couldn't relate to it. I think it's kind of selfish, but, or personal maybe. It's not a bad, book but it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting and I guess um it doesn't make it a bad book but like personally for me all books are a personal experience to be honest um everyone experiences the book in a different way but when I went to this book I was expecting someone who like who loved her who loved her like her dean and who loved her life and had a lot more going on for her as a character, like she, she, she was multifaceted and um, interested in multiple things, and instead, the character was just very single-minded, almost. Like the only thing the character had in mind was her hobby and her boy. Like that's it, and nothing, nothing else really was going on. All her internal conflict was about that. Um, she was very firm in her, her, like, scarf and things, but, I don't know. Obviously, like, that's, that's a whole other thing than me personally not, um, uh, like, the, 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 the behaviors or, like, the, the character in the book does not comply with, like, the Islamic rules and everything, but that's, like, aside from, from the point here, I'm not talking about that. That's a whole other thing that will take a long time to explain. I'm not gonna explain to the Sharia to everyone right now, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just I was looking for someone who was more Muslim than romance. Like I was looking for that experience rather than a romance book. What I got instead was a romance book, and I know it's an experience that a lot of 
people can relate to and will relate to and will love, but not for me. Um, I would give this one a 3 out of 5 because the writing is still really good and I finished it really quickly so it was pretty interesting and I could like read through um, but I was missing a bit of connection to the book so there's that and the thing is I felt like I wasn't connected because I was supposed to be connected but I wasn't you know it was kind of like Okay, yeah. You're supposed to, you're the target audience for this book. You're a young Muslim female. Um, and you're supposed to relate to this book. And then I open this book and I don't relate to a single bit of, of the book. She has amazing parents, an amazing family, uh, who's supportive and who respects her. Um, she has people around her that she can, she can try to socialize with. And I understand that, like, a lot of past history and trauma will prevent her from doing that, but she really needed to do that on her own. I think that would have been a more interesting storyline for me if she had gotten over those things and gotten through those things without the love interest, you know? But I loved, I loved the love interest character. He was so sweet and he was just a really chill guy and I think I would be friends with him if he was around me. Another book I read this year was Being Mortal. This was the first book of that genre that I've ever read, uh, Being Mortal by Atul Gawande. And I've actually done a full-length review, full episode on this book because it just had so much insight and it was told in such a wonderful way, like the message and the discussions and the, and the, the, the point of the book was to show you that not everyone experiences aging and mortality in the same way, but everyone does at the same time. Like, everyone will experience it. It's so definite. But our society is so inept and it's so incapable of and unprepared for, for dealing with it that a lot of people suffer because of that and how we can't really accept death ever. And we're always trying to like look to medicine to fight off death when death is one thing for certain that we cannot fight off. And I would just really recommend you to check that book out, give it a read, like make notes and just really learn from it because it's incredible. The author himself is a doctor. So there's some medical stories as well, some personal stories in there. And I personally really like the story of the doctor and his father, who's also a doctor, and their interaction with his father's health problem. I felt like that just, if, if you're not going to read the book, just read the part about his father's story, because I feel like that just really connects everything in a really nice way. Um, and especially since they're both doctors, kind of gives you that like personal experience, plus, oh my gosh, all of these things, like the doctor is like, all these things that I learned, and I never applied them until now, and now I can see just how hard they are to apply, and it, it just, it's very human, and it's very, it's really very well, I would definitely, definitely recommend it, 5 out of 5, any day, it's really good.
another book I really read, uh, I recently read, and it's by one of my favorite authors ever, Khaled Hosseini, and The Mountains Echoed. I know my year is late, but this book is amazing. I've, I have read two of his novels before, A Thousand Splendid Sons and The Kite Runner. I think this one, it, it was a, it was more modern stories than like, not, not modern stories, more foreign stories, more outside perspective, uh, than, than the, than the other books, because the other characters in his other novels were very connected to Afghanistan. And so it kind of gave you that sense of deep connection that was the main, uh, that was the main, and it was like the direct, like you can see the war is happening right here and the characters are right here and everything is happening right here. And it's consequence of that, right? And it was really direct. Even like in his, in, in the kite runner when he travels and stuff, it's still he's connected to Afghanistan. In this one, it's very different. You get characters from all over the world, and you get characters who come apart and connect again. You get good characters, you get bad characters, you get realistic, real characters to me, I feel. Like, I feel these characters are the most real, and their tragedies are very minor compared to the other two novels, but their tragedies are still so... So painful, you know, like, and they affect their lives constantly. I think one story that really stood out to me was the the story of the man who went to Afghanistan. He's American, and then he goes to Afghanistan, and they're trying to get their father's property or something. I remember, um, and. He goes to a hospital and he, he's a doctor. He goes to the hospital and he sees everything. He's just like so shocked by the, the children there and like the cases there and how the injuries are actually really serious and stuff. And he meets this one little girl and he's so set on helping her and he feels so connected to her. They build a strong uh, bond and everything. And then he goes back home. And he, he, he tries to help, but like, he just forgets. He gets over, he moves on. Because he's not around that. And I feel like that really describes a lot of what we go through. We talk about something for a month or a few weeks and then next, next trend. Like, Black Lives Matter and Palestine. And just suddenly everyone's stops talking and everything continues as normal, and how we felt, how we felt that need to help, that need to do something, it keeps fading and fading away. And I, I was so scared by that, because I don't want that to happen to me, but it will inevitably, to some issues, like some issues that I'm not as connected to, it will fade away eventually. Like, who, I can't lie to myself. I can't say I'm the perfect human being. I will always care ab- about everything that I ever become interested in. And just because I don't care doesn't mean that I think it's pointless anymore or that I think that I shouldn't help or that I don't make a difference. It's just, 
you you become so in tune once you're surrounded by your comfort again and you're like in your thing and you're like you just lose the need like you don't feel the need to worry about that anymore you're like okay why am I why would I why would I worry myself you know I'm here I'm comfortable everything around me is moving on and so so should I so should I nothing is stopping this is continuing this issue is continuing and here I am I can't do anything and my life is moving on, and I should have too. And I feel like that story really stood out to me in the book, even though it's not one of the main storylines, it's not one of the main characters at all, but I just really enjoyed this book. Um, it's a bit long, but it's beautiful. Uh, it also has a lot of perspectives, different characters, and I'm sure there's something in this book that you would like. So... This one is also a hundred out of five. You really liked it. <laughs> and yes, definitely recommend. And if you have a friend who likes to read or does not like to read, read this book, so it's a bit sad. So maybe you won't read it when you're like really, really in a really great mood or whatever, but um, definitely give it a read. Another one that I'm like late for is Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. I really liked this book. It was so funny. It was hilarious. I love his stories so much. Because so many of them are just like so expected, but at the same time so unexpected and unpredictable. And you're just like, wait, what? You did what now? You did what now? Hold up. I did not know you could do that. And I also learned a lot about South African uh history and the apartheid and things that like yeah, you know, in the back of your mind, yes, things happen in South Africa and also Mandela, blah blah blah. But this really like connected me to that. Um and I ended up searching a lot more after I finished reading the book. But as I said before, I feel like empathy and experiences and human stories are the best way to learn about history because you, you really get the emotions and you get the feelings and so you remember. You remember how it feels and you remember how it is and uh I think that's the most powerful part about learning from history. You know, really enjoyed this one. It was hilarious. He wrote it really, really well. I feel like the layout, the layout of it was really nice as well. I love the chapter titles. Those are so funny. I love all the stories so much. And I love how he's just a little kid who grows up to be this man and he builds a life for himself, but at the same time, he stays connected and at the core, he's the same person. That person has just expanded, you know? And it was really great to me to see that development. It was very fast-paced, which I appreciated because I had just finished reading a really long book. So, um, I just really liked the past things of this one and I really would recommend it I if you if you like memoirs if you like uh, autobiographies biographies anything like that history even I would definitely recommend this book to you and I sent a message sent a message to all my friends who hadn't read it already and like you should read this right now um 
Trevor Noah as a person, I appreciate and respect his perspective on things and his work on things. Uh, I don't completely agree with him a lot of the time, but I can't deny that he is a pretty vocal man about his opinion and his thoughts, and he explores the different perspectives. And uh, one aspect that I really enjoyed in this book was languages, how he how he thought of languages, because I think of them in a very similar way, slightly different, but in a very similar way, and that's why I love to learn new languages, and I have been slacking on it, but after reading that book, I was just like, I need to learn this, you know, now, let's go, let's go, and I was just very inspired, but um, I really appreciate his perspective and his outlook, and I can respect that, so go ahead and read the book, 5 out of 5, great read. The next book I read was A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. Um, I'm sure you all know who Charles Dickens is. I, I, I can't read this man. I can't. I just, I can't. I, A Tale of Two Cities is the only book that I've been able to stick to for past, like, past a few chapters. I usually read, like, six chapters and then I'm like, oh no, I can't continue this anymore. His writing style confuses me. His writing style confuses me. It's too much. He just like describes everything too much. And there's like no identification of the characters ever. So like I really have to try hard to focus on who's talking or who's doing this or who's doing that, who's narrating right now. Oh, it was, it was just, it's so hard to read that it kind of loses a little bit of enjoy. The, the enjoyment factor, you know, it kind of loses that a little bit. Um, I don't know. I feel like at this point in my life, and up until this point in my life, I've not been in the right place or in the right um, literary mindset to read Charles Dickens. I don't see the appeal, um, and I just can't. It's it's really his writing is really not my thing right now. Maybe in a few years, I'll try reading them again, and I'll have a newfound appreciation for it. But, so far, nope. Not my thing. It's incredibly boring, and the writing style is just so difficult. I would say the only thing I enjoyed about this book, because we need to mention something positive, is that I like learning about the life and the, um, the culture back then, you know, in Britain and France and stuff, so it was really interesting. And don't we love learning about the colonizers? I do. Uh, anyway. So this book, I would give it a 1.5 out of 5, because the writing was good. I guess, like the language. The language was good, but I really didn't enjoy the book. It was so boring. And it was too much. I just can't. The next book that I read and finished was The Night Circus. This is the last book that I read. Like, I I just finished it, and it was amazing. The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. Again, kind of late for this one, but it was so good, you guys. It's incredible. Like, I was confused. I was mesmerized. I was encapsulated, enchanted, everything. It was so magical. It was like stepping into a different world. It's not very often that I find myself just so in 
enchanted and captured by a book that I feel like I'm part of its world. And this book just did it for me. I so enjoyed the characters. I so enjoyed the story. And I think part of the appeal for me was that we didn't really know what was going on. Because no one really knew. And that kind of mystery factor is so good. Like, I just, it was, it was like, like pulling me to finish reading the book. Uh, I really like the ending because so often I read books that I'm like, wow, this is great, this is great, build up. And then the ending was so just underwhelming. But this one was really, really nice. It was kind of fairy tale esque, kind of not. I think the best way I would describe this book is that it's gray with splashes of gold and red and like they're so bright but the gray isn't boring at all. The gray is like all the different shades of gray and they kind of like change as you go along. There's also these little chapters in between the main storylines that are kind of like first person and it's kind of like your perspective as a reader. And you're experiencing the night circus. And I love those. I love them. The foreshadowing is also incredible in this book. Brilliant writing as always. And it, it, it was so enjoyable and so magical. I feel like this is a book that I would reread. I have not ever reread any book. But I feel like this one is one that I would reread over and over again and keep discovering new little things about, you know. It was so good. 100 out of, t- out of 5. I should have made this scale out of 100. <laughs> but yes, 100 out of 5. It's so good. Um, and I'm currently reading a different book. Uh, it's Arabic. Sajin and Maraya by Sarah Sanasi. Uh, and he's a really famous, uh, Kuwaiti writer. So I'm still reading that. It's a bit melodramatic, but I'm still reading it. And I haven't talked about all the books that I've read. Uh, so some of them are like still missing and stuff, but I pointed out the one that I enjoyed and didn't enjoy and felt kind of okay about. Um, I feel like that's the best way to weigh it. And I think this is the most books I've ever talked to in this short time because wow, this is usually how much I would rant about one chapter of a book. <laughs> um, so yes, this is a record. I have broken a record and I am so excited to make this a regular thing next season. I love reading books and I love sharing my thoughts with other people and I will definitely be making more um, book reviews next season as well because I want to dedicate sort of some time for me to observe the books and observe my and really think about the the things that were written and really think about what my main goal was going and stuff. So I will be doing more regular book reviews uh next season. Let me know if you'll be into that. And I would love if you sent me your reads and your reviews to share as well on the podcast or on Instagram because obviously there's not enough reading in the world. It's so sad that we can never read all the books in the world. Uh, and I just want to uh, really send everyone a little thing uh, that they like. Because I might not read the books 
the type of books that you like and someone else in my audience might not like the books that I read but they might enjoy someone else so if you send me like a thriller book uh, recommendation and I'd like to share it with others they'll love that and I just feel like building like that little book community will be incredible Hey everyone, welcome back to Daydreaming. I know, it's been a while, it's been like a month almost. Yeah, I, I have a few things going on. I'm in the middle of a move. I'm currently preparing to go to university. So, it's it's kind of like been busy. Um, I've been packing, I've been getting ready, etc. So, that's why I've been gone. But, this is the last episode of season 1. I cannot believe that I've recorded a whole season of this. It's really exciting for me because a year ago I was stuck in quarantine and I was doing I was brainstorming ideas for this podcast. Um, and here I am today, recording the last episode. In this episode, I am going to be recapping and reviewing the best books that I've read so far this year. So it's almost like in a half year, it's been six months, so in half a year. I have read 13 books in total so far this year, but um, I was disappointed by some of them. I liked others. Some of the books were the best that I've read in my, like, ever some of the best books that I've ever read. Um, and yes, I hope you enjoy this episode and that it gives you some new reading recommendations. And if it, something feels a little, well, out of your comfort zone when it comes to reading, feel I, I feel as though you should definitely consider it because that's how we discover our tastes and that's how we discover new things that always um, help us to grow as people and to grow our minds and whenever we read something that's unexpected for us it just helps us reach there um reach that new re renewed replenished mindset of new ideas and a different perspective so i hope you enjoy and let's get started 